that in Jeremiah chapter 18. I just want to share with you this passage very quickly, but we'll uh, grow on it uh, throughout the message. In chapter 1, the word of the Lord which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. And so he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord said to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. The instant that I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck it up, to pull it down, to destroy it, if that nation against whom I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent from the disaster that I thought to bring upon it. And the instant that I speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it, if it does evil in my sight so that it does not obey my voice, then I will relent concerning the good with which I said, I would benefit it. Now therefore, speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am fashioning a disaster and devising a plan against you. Return now, every one of you, from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. Perhaps many of us that are here today, and I'm sure that many of us that we know, need to start this brand new year with a clean slate. Amen? The good news is this morning is that our God, the one we're worshiping this morning, is a God of second chances. Our God is a God of new beginnings and fresh starts. Amen? But have you ever thought about what it would be like if you could go back and start over? Maybe you made a mess of a relationship. And if only you knew then what you know now, maybe things would be a little different. Maybe you made choices that had negative consequences, both to you and to your family, wouldn't it be nice to go back and kind of take a second shot and do things right and maybe make better decisions? Maybe in anger, you blurted out some hurtful or harmful words and if only you could take those words back, boy, would things be different. Sadly, most of the time, it's impossible to change what's been said or done. 
the past has passed. Amen. But there is one area of your life where you can always get a clean slate. You can always have a fresh new start in your spiritual life. And that's not because of anything you've done, but it's because of the God you serve. So, what is it you need today? What did you come here expecting today? Do you need to be saved and have the assurance that heaven is your eternal home? Do you need to begin growing in your understanding that as a Christian, you are set apart and that God has a great purpose for your life? Do you need to begin diving in deeper? Diving deeper and growing your understanding that you need to serve God in a way that honors Him and does great good for other people? Do you need to begin realizing that God has already blessed you beyond measure? He's already blessed you. And that being content in what you have is great gain. Listen, no matter what you need this morning, whether it be salvation or sanctification, refining you and purifying you, if it's a commitment or contentment, your God specializes in clean slates. The prophet Jeremiah, in the passage we shared this morning, had the best interests of God's people in his heart. At this time, Jeremiah is very disappointed in the nation. He's very discouraged with God's people, and he's ready to give up on them. He thinks that God has done all that he can do with this rebellious people, and there's no longer any hope. And then, God uses a very unique method to teach Jeremiah a valuable lesson. God sends Jeremiah down to the potter's house. And when Jeremiah arrives, we saw that the potter was sitting there at the spinning wheel, intently shaping a jar of some sort. And the potter's foot was steadily moving the pedal, spinning that wheel round and round. And his hands were shaping that jar. But just as the jar began to take shape into something beautiful, into something useful, the Bible says the unexpected happened. And the jar was marred. It was ruined. It was corrupted in some way. We don't know all the details there. We just know that for some reason, that jar in the potter's hand was ruined. Apparently, Jeremiah thought that the potter would just get frustrated, crumple up the clay, and throw it away. 
Apparently, Jeremiah said, well, the clay ain't got no value anymore. It's not useful anymore. It's not pretty anymore. You might as well go ahead and discard it. But instead, the potter flattens the clay back out on the potter's wheel. And he gets going on that pedal again and starts spinning that wheel. And he uses his hands. And that clay began to take shape again into something beautiful. That potter could have cast it aside like trash. That potter could have, in utter disgust, just abandoned the whole project. But he didn't. The potter was only satisfied when he had put his very best effort into creating this vessel, this jar. He wasn't satisfied until he brought out the greatest potential possible in this clay vessel. Our divine potter does the very same thing for us. Our divine potter shapes us in an effort to fulfill our greatest potential. That's what God wants to do for you this year. You see, God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. And he wants to shape you in a way that will magnify your greatest potential. He alone is the one that knows the possibilities. He alone knows your full potential. So I want to tell you, if you're disappointed because of how your 2023 went, if you're a little discouraged because you've not yet seen God's perfect will unfold in your life, hang on tight. The divine potter is still at work in your life. But maybe the reason that God's will has not been unveiled in your life is because you're not staying in the potter's hands. Maybe you're not responding to the pressure of the divine potter to shape your life so that you can fulfill your greatest potential. So friend, if your life has not yet become all that it can be, today God wants to deliver a message of hope and assurance to you that you are, listen to me, you are a work in progress. God ain't done with you yet. He's got great things that he wants to do through your life. God is working in all of us. And the Bible says that we are God's workmanship. He's not taking his hands off us yet. He's still making us into what he has purposed. He wants to shape us according to his great plan and according to his amazing design. Now in these verses, God says to his people, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so you are... In my hand. So when your hopes. When your plans. When your dreams don't turn out like you want. When they don't turn out when you want. Friend you need to realize. That hey maybe I've blown it. Maybe I've blown it. But you need to know. That if you've blown it. God can remake you. Somebody say amen. You fall apart at the seams. 
God is right there to catch you, to put you all back together again and remake you into something beautiful and useful in his sight. So, I want that. How can I have a clean slate? Well, first of all, I need to realize that the place to get a clean slate is right here. The place to get a clean slate is here. Many people think that the only opportunity that they'll ever have for a clean slate is when they get to heaven. They've done blown it here. They don't have any hope until they get to heaven. But not one word in the Bible supports such a thought. Instead, we find many warnings against delaying a decision for Jesus Christ here in this place. A decision to place our faith in Christ is done here and now, not there and then. So if you want a clean slate, today's the day to do it. This is the place to do it. This is the place to be born again. This is the place to begin again. This, friend, is the place of second chances. This is the place for you to get a clean slate. Now, many would travel far. Many would jump through hoops and pay who knows how much money just to get a clean slate. But God, in his infinite wisdom, provides a better plan for you. He says, you don't have to jump through hoops. You ain't got to pay big money. You ain't got to go to all this extremes. No, I'll provide you a way to be born again. I'll provide you a way to be born again that's available to all and it don't cost you nothing except your life. Every lost person that's still living, their life marred, ruined by sin, receives an invitation by God to be saved. Every single lost person that's still breathing has received an invitation from God to be saved from their sin and given a clean slate. We need to make that known. In Isaiah 118, God says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though your sins be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. As far as the east is from the west, God has removed his sins from his sight. One of the most beautiful facts about being saved is the cleansing and the removing of my past. That God no longer looks on my past. I don't have to worry about a desire to go back and change. He don't look at my past anymore. Instead, he's more concerned about the new stage that's set for my future. God offers us a clean slate here. Here. But God also offers the fallen Christian a chance for a clean slate. There are believers that fall into the ways of the world to the child of God who is backslidden. Into the ways of the world to the Christian who started out real good. But then for one reason or another they began to yield to the lure of sin. 
They begin to, to yield to the lure of the flesh. Yield to the temptations of the devil. Never fear, friend. God offers them a clean slate too. God also offers a clean slate to the Christian who's been a little bit less than faithful. I've been there and I got my clean slate, amen? To the one who's really been more of a hindrance to the mission of Jesus than an asset to the mission of Jesus, that person can get a clean slate and start afresh too. So friend, if this is your condition, any one of those three, lost, fallen, or just been less than faithful, I want you to know this morning, you can have a clean slate. You can start afresh. If this is your condition, God holds out his hands to you. He implores you to receive a clean slate. He implores you to come and start afresh. He implores you to forget the things which are behind. To make sure that you reach forward to the things which are ahead. That you press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen friend, as surely as forgiveness is provided for a guilty sinner. So surely is the mistakes and failures of the Christian also offered a clean slate. We need to know that today. Jeremiah saw this potter working with the clay. It got kind of messed up. I've been there, have you? I got kind of messed up. It got kind of messed up. And so the potter immediately began to reshape it and to remake it into something beautiful and useful. God says, that's what I'm trying to do with you. So maybe you're flawed. Maybe you're marred in some way. Maybe you've been corrupted by the ways of the world. Maybe you've been ruined by the challenges of last year. God says, I want to remake you. I want to remake you if you will let me remake you into something beautiful. You see, God offers you this opportunity in this place. Not necessarily this church, but I'm just talking about in this life you're living now. You don't have to wait. He offers you this opportunity in this place for a clean slate simply if you will yield yourself and yield your life into his skilled, capable, and loving hands. But while this place is where you can receive a clean slate. Here is where you can receive a clean slate. You need to know that the time for a clean slate is right now. Right now. See, many believe I'll make a fresh start someday. Yeah, I'll start over again with God someday. Meanwhile, it becomes more and more difficult to make that kind of decision. See, the longer we stay off of the potter's wheel, the longer we stay out of his shaping hands, the harder it is to shape that clay. If people are honest with themselves, they know when they've done wrong. If they're honest with themselves, they know when they're not walking with the Lord like they should. 
They know that they have become a corrupted vessel, but many are unwilling to start over. At least not yet. They say, maybe someday. Maybe someday when I've done all I want to do, then I'll yield myself to God's capable and loving hands. Paul proclaimed in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, We also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, at the acceptable time I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Friend, now is the time for you to be saved if you're not. Now, friend, don't you put off what you know you should do. Don't put it off. Don't reject the grace of God. Don't reject the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Don't reject the salvation that God has made available to you. Now's the time to receive your clean slate. Now's the time. So you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait until you can somehow offer God a perfect vessel. You ain't got to be perfect to come to God. He wants you to come just as you are. He'll do the clean slate. So the moment you yield your life to Christ, He will begin the reshaping process. There's no better time for a clean slate than at the beginning of a new year like this. No better time. And so as you examine or re-examine your life in light of the brand new year, listen, don't fixate on the failures of 2023. Don't fixate on that mess. Don't fixate on the marred vessel that was. No, friend. Instead, why don't you give God a chance to make you into a brand new vessel? A brand new life. See, God is far more interested in your future than he is in your past. But do it today. Because now is the time. Now is the time for you to get a clean slate with God. But we don't know when Jesus is going to come back. And yeah, it could be today. But why? Why should I even want a clean slate? Well, the reason is, is because God honors those who want a clean slate. The Apostle Peter, he had a really good start. He was kind of a big mouth. Amen. I've been accused of being like Peter. He got a big mouth. But... What happened was that he started yielding to outside pressure. Before long, Peter got marred. Peter's life was ruined. He knew he was marred. He knew his decisions and his words and his actions disappointed the Lord. But then God made him over again. Remade him into a beautiful and useful vessel. And through Peter's obedient love for God, Peter received a clean slate. God reshaped him and made him into something beautiful. But then the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was determined to use his whole life to persecute Christians. To persecute Christians. He had given his very life to be passionately religious on the outside. 
when on the inside he was marred and ruined. And he realized that suddenly when the light of Christ came and illuminated his vision, he realized the mistakes he had made. And he came to God and he said, Lord, I need a clean slate. And although he was once so marred, so ugly, so ruined, that he persecuted Jesus and persecuted the people of God, Paul became useful in the master's hands. And God made him all over again. See, God is in the business of transformation. He's transferred, transformed countless people in the course of the Bible. Countless people in the history of this world. He sees in us the potential to be a vessel of honor. He sees in us the potential to be useful in his hands. And he don't need gold, he don't need silver, and he don't need a superstar. You know what all he needs? All God needs is clay. You are the clay in the hands of God. Friend, God builds his church with misfits and throwaways. How do you know? Because I is one. Amen? Builds this church with marred and ruined people. Think about it. God says, if you give me a murderer like Moses, I'll turn him into a leader of people. If you give me a dreamer like Joseph, I'll make him co-commander over all of Egypt. If you give me a captive like Daniel, I'll make him into a prayer warrior. If you give me a shepherd boy like David... I'll turn him into a king. If you'll give me a child like Jeremiah, I'll turn him into a prophet. If you'll give me a fisherman like Peter, I'll turn him into an apostle. If you give me a persecutor like Paul, I'll turn him into a preacher. And friend, if you'll give me a prostitute like Mary Magdalene, I'll turn her into a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. All I need God takes the clay that we yield to him. He starts all over rebuilding life after life, time after time. And the only prerequisite is that we give him our clay. We give him our life. The master potter knows what he's designed you for. He knows what, his, what your purpose is. The master potter knows, friend, what he's crafting you for. He knows what needs to happen in order to make you into a vessel of glory so that you can glorify him in everything you do. You know, before our clay, before our, our clay gets into the master's hands, man, ain't nothing but a lump. Might as well just be a lump of dirt. But then God takes that lump. It's not good for much of anything. And he begins to reshape us and begins to work us. And then all of a sudden we become his masterpiece. That's what he wants to do with you and me. But what you need to know is that the place for a clean slate is here. And the time for a clean slate is now. Last Wednesday... The preacher who was preaching when I rededicated my life to Jesus Christ passed away 
at the age of 87. Junior Hill was his name. And Junior Hill had been an evangelist in Southern Baptist in our area for over 50 years. And Junior once told the story of his brother named Leon. And Leon had, had stopped just short of coming to faith in Jesus Christ. And Junior said that back in 2018, Leon had come to hear him preach at Bellevue Baptist Church over in Memphis. And during the invitation, Junior Hill said, I looked at my brother and I could see him crying. But he never came forward. So after the service, I went down and I sat down with my brother and started talking with him. And I said, Leon, did, did God speak to your heart? And Leon said, he sure did. He told me I needed to get saved. And I said, well, Leon, we can just do that right now. Why don't we just bow in prayer? And why, why don't we just ask Jesus to save you right now? And Junior said, I'll never forget what my brother said. He said, I can't do that right now. My wife and I are having marital problems. After I get all that sorted out, then I'll get saved. But what Leon didn't know and what Junior Hill didn't know was that two months later, Leon would be standing on a riverbank on a warm November morning, fishing pole in his hand, and he would topple over into the water. Leon had a fatal heart attack at 34 years old. Junior said, I don't like to say what I'm about to say. And man, I sure hope I'm wrong somehow. But I fear like my brother's in hell. And you know why he's there? The reason my brother is likely in hell is because he, the devil had put it into his mind. I'll get saved later. I'll get my clean slate later. So y'all, what do you need today? What you come for? We all have needs. We all came for different reasons, I'm sure. Oh, the overarching reason was to worship God. I know, I know that. But do you need to be saved? Do you need to know with absolution that your eternal home is heaven with God? If so, y'all don't wait till later. Don't wait till later. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, this is the day of salvation. Do you need to grow in your understanding that as a Christian, God has a great, great purpose for your life? If so, let's get with it. Amen? Let's get with it together. Do you need to begin diving in and serving God the way that honors Him and does great good for others? Can I tell you? There ain't no time like the present. Somebody say amen. Let's get with it.
Listen, no matter what you need this morning, God's all ears. And he wants you to just come. And he wants you to receive your clean slate. If that's what you'd like to have. So during this song of decision, you just come as we sing. Let me pray for you. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for the clean slates that you have given me over the course of my life. And Lord, I thank you that there's been many times that I've had to come to you again and again for a clean slate. Lord, remind us all of the brevity of life. And Lord, we don't know if there's going to be a tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to topple over and be facing eternity even today. Father, help us to understand that, Lord, you have an incredible purpose for each one of us. Let us not drag our feet, but let's get with it. Father, if there's somebody that is here today that realizes it's high time for me to start serving God in a way that honors him and does great good for other people, why, there ain't no time like the present. Father, I pray you speak to your people today. And if there's any way that we can pray, if there's any decision that needs to be made, Father, let it be today for your glory. On the first Lord's Day of 2024, Lord, you receive the glory for what's going to happen during this decision time. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen. All right, let's all stand. Let's sing. Jesus paid it all. Let's stand. Let's sing. <laughs>